Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Today, we're talking about sex. But let me break it down for you further. We're also talking about how to really get what you want in bed. I mean, really ask for it and make it happen. Also, is being a virgin that bad at 25? Is the stigma real or is it in our head? Also, how do you take your sex life to the next level? You know, doing something kind of adventurous. And will someone actually want to sleep with you again if it was really bad the first time? All this and more on Sex with Emily. Okay, but first, you want to take your sex life to the next level? Let me tell you about a massage candle. You know, they're like regular. These are actually beautiful candles, which are great because you always want to light candles and have a little atmosphere. No one wants those fluorescent lights over the head, right? No one looks good in that light. But these candles are beautiful. They're aromatherapy. They smell amazing. You light the candle. You start getting busy, and then you know what? Turns into luxurious massage oil. But not like oily, oily, bad, gonna mess up your sheets. It sinks right into your it sinks right into your skin and you pour it on your partner and you give him an amazing massage. And it can just be a few minutes, like because it's the drip. I just had someone drip it on me, Anderson. And I know I've used them before. I didn't I didn't drip anything on you. No, you didn't, but I was with someone and I was like, God, you know, I've I've used them, but it's been like I mean oh, there was for a comma. Year. There was a comma there. I actually used it with someone recently and they poured it on me and I forget, like it truly is it's all of a sudden you just you just feel sexy and you kinda of sink into the moment and then he rubs it all over your body and it just you can rub it on her body, whatever. It feels amazing, and you have incredible sex. And the feedback has been outstanding. One of my listeners wrote, My girlfriend was skeptical at first, but agreed to try the warm oil on me first and gave me a back rub. Then I reciprocated, and we had amazing sex. She cannot stop talking about how good the candle smells, how great the massage oil feels, and I'm convinced that the scent and the candle helped us through some of the barriers to sex that we have faced lately. So I basically created these candles so you can have the best sex of your life. So go to emilyandtony.com anytime. Use code Emily for 20% off your first order. That's emilyandtony.com. Use code sex with, or use code Emily. Oh, sex with Emily. Whatever. Use code sex with Emily. That's the best thing to do. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com, where you can, you know, subscribe to our podcast. There's an easy button there. You just press subscribe. And then we do two shows a week, and you will never, ever miss another show again. And really easy to listen to. You can download the Podcast One app, the iTunes Podcast app, and super easy, and you'll get them. And you can also, once you do that, if you happen to be in iTunes, you can rate the show. Tell us what you think of it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm here with Anderson. Hola. It's so good to see you. Hola. I did just get back from Mexico. I know I've been traveling a lot lately, but this was my first true vacation. Was it like a compound? Was it like one of those Club Med places? What no, was it, like? it was a beautiful hotel in Tulum, Mexico, which is the Yucatan Peninsula. You fly into Cancun. And I went with some friends from San Francisco. 
And it was just the most idyllic, beautiful hotel. I have to show you pictures. On the beach. Was, was it Hito It was Mystic? sexy. Was it? Yeah, kind of. Have you ever been to the Jamaican Hito no, weekend? No, but they wanted me to come for free once and like, That's promote weird, it. That's weird that they would want you to sex with Emily down at Hito. You know, I could get a lot more bang for my buck here. Did you mean to say bang? In the box. Did you, yeah. I didn't, but I could uh-huh. bang for... Actually, you could get a lot of bang Wait, for your buck. Wait, that could be a good tagline Not eventually bad. for my show. Uh, bang for get get a great bang for your buck, and it doesn't even cost you a buck. It's free podcast. Um, Mexico was great because I had been traveling a lot. I was in Israel with my family, which was wonderful. But family doesn't equal vacation. Israel, Mexico—they're kind of synonymous, though, right? Nah, Very similar. Not at all. No. And I like laid on the beach, went for a run. I love running on the beach. I meditated every day, hung out with friends, had great meals. It's kind of this hippie. Tulum has been really built up over the years. So I've never heard of, of Tulum. Ever really? heard of it? Never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Yucatan Peninsula, you fly into Cancun, an hour and a half, you drive, and um, yeah, it was super chill, and I got to read and hang out, and whatever, yeah. Uh, Speaking of beaches and sex in the news, I got got something for you, it just occurred to me. Go, Venice Beach here, locally, California, Uh there's been like, I think, I don't have my facts straight, because I didn't do the the, the research, it just came to me, but uh, I heard today, there's been like a 40, 50 year ban on uh, nude sunbathing, they're trying to lift it. No. Yeah. Venice Beach, topless. Oh my God, that would be insane. It's not done yet, but they're working on it. Well, that's so funny that you say that, really, because first of all, that would be insane. Because there's really, you know, like San Francisco had one new beach. It was Baker. First of all, no one goes to the beach like three times a year. San Diego's got Black's Beach, I think it's called. But it's like a little tiny off the beaten it's, path you beach, hike right? To get there, yeah. No, same with San Francisco Beach on Baker Beach, but Venice Beach, naked. Santa Cruz has got one. I went to it by mistake. Usually old people that you don't want to see naked anyway. Yeah, but okay, well, it's funny that you say that because I was with a bunch of guy friends and girlfriends in Mexico. And one of my guy friends looks at me. We're sitting on the beach one day. And there was some women topless, you know, people from all over the world. Typically, it's not the Americans like about no, their tops. Europeans. So he looks at me and he's like, see, what am I supposed to do about that? Look at her. Look at her. I'm not supposed to be turned on right now. Like, because he doesn't, he's not really into being monogamous right now. And he's struggling with this girl he's dating. He's like, look at that. She's hot, and I'm like, she's really, okay, I got it. He's, and he's staring at her, and then all these women walking by, and we had this whole thing about monogamy, because he's just like, what are you supposed to do about that? Like, a woman takes her top off at the beach, like, no matter what. What? It's, how do you, what? It's like the guy with the foot fetish. I mean, he's probably got the same problem when he's- He doesn't have a, no, it's a chick naked fetish. Who doesn't no, have that? No, I know, that? but guys that like the feet, like, whenever they go to a place where the, the shoes and socks are off, it's like, oh, no, boner time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but and, but but this is a universal. If you're at the beach right, yeah. with your wife, Everybody and there's likes a the chick, boobs. blonde mm-hmm. chick, who's like 24 years Dark old. Dark hair chick, you. Me, with yeah. no top. The only time I had no top on was when I was went backpacking after college. I went to Cannes, 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 with my best friend Lisa, and we were on the beach, and we thought, okay, we're in France, let's take our tops off. And we're like 21 years old. It's a little awkward. And we're lying there. We're like, okay, it's a little scary. And then these American dudes come up and start talking to us. And then it's a completely awkward. We're like covering ourselves. Like, we don't want to talk to American no, dudes over no, naked. No, no, right. Especially when weird. you're in France. No, when I know. When, when you're in France. France. No, have the French guys come to us. You want a stinky cheese flavored guy. Yeah. I felt like the wrong thing to do. But Venice Beach naked would just be for the record, without the pot and all the crazy. For the record, I'm very against it. You are? Why? Because parking's already ridiculous down there, and the parking <laughs> spots cost so much money, and the lots, they're all going to double, triple. Oh, my God. And it's already a spectacle. Like, right. there's so much to see there. You know, you see the homeless people doing their charades. You see Muscle Beach. There's pot stores, like, every five feet. And then you throw in breasts. Yeah, it's a, it's Satan's playground Anarchy. already. Yeah, and once you put the nipples in there, it's, it's game over. Yeah, I'm not into that. 
Um, but it would be great uh, to go every once in a while. But I'm not into that for Venice. Venice already has enough problems as it is. Um, okay, Plus, so, the homeless people will probably start getting naked. We, oh, we don't need yeah, that. Yeah, the homeless people. You're oh, right. No. It's like San Francisco homeless people are naked. Everyone's naked, though, in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, Sex in the News, because I've got some coming up. But also another thing coming soon, Masturbation Month. You do that on purpose. No, I can't help it. It is coming soon. It's May. May is Masturbation Month. Are you ready? This is an important month. We talk about it every year because you really, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of masturbation for men and for women, getting to getting to know your own body, which is does change over time, as we know. Things that you liked when you were younger, you might elect now. And our body has such an amazing capacity for pleasure that a lot of times you're not going to find it with your partner. It's by sticking a finger in weird places that you wouldn't normally, in strange places, or touching your nipples. What? A woman playing with her nipple. You know, I'm obsessed with the breastgasm, okay? I got to practice what I preach. If it's the second most common orgasm, I've never had a breast orgasm, but let me be honest. You like unicorns too? I've never worked on it. You don't don't believe me? Mm. You think I made that up? But I've never really like focused on, can I have one? Can I have one? You know, no guy's ever been like, let's give you one. So that's my thing. You know what? This year I'm going to have a, you know what in May? I'm going to spend every day trying to have a nipple orgasm. And by the end of May, I will have one. That's how you're going to celebrate. Oh, will you remind me that I said this? Yeah, I'm going to celebrate with it. Yeah, I'm just saying is that we all get set in our ways of how we have an orgasm. And yet I'm here to tell you, as I have before, that our bodies have an immense capacity for pleasure. And this is the month to go crazy. Who's the Asian dude that can give you an orgasm without touching you? He like what? hovers his hand over your vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he like pulls it out of you. You mean he's from India? The Indian Is guy? he Indian? I don't know. There's an Indian guy who does that. And I've seen a film. A friend of mine has a film coming out about this. And she actually went to see him. And he like waves his hand over this woman. And she has like a full body orgasm. Placebo effect, right? Who the hell knows? But I'm going to India. Yeah, you got to go. For, for May, you should do that. That's a lot master- to do. Yeah, Maybe lot. I'll just masturbate on the plane the way there. Yeah, no. I'd Ooh, I saw it. a video of a girl doing that the other day online. What? Masturbating was, on a plane? Yeah. Was it real or was yeah, it? Oh, yeah. Her boyfriend was like shooting on his iPhone and he was like, you know, panning so you could see other people on the plane. They were in first class. Did she have like, a blanket over her lap? A little bit, but then she was like, got a little bit, you know, crazy. Like, pulled it, did pulled she, it all out. Yeah. I she saw pulled everything. it all out. Wow. It's was all, it hot? All of her pink parts. Was it hot because it was like a voyeur? It was all risque. Her pink parts? Risky. All of her pink parts, I saw. Did she have hair or no hair? Like, what's the trend lately? It, I'm just wondering if hair is coming back. I think that there the are people back. that are saying that it's coming back, but those are probably people that are sick of shaving. It's a pain in the ass, i got to be honest. Um, but I get it. I get it if the bush is back. I just think it's coming back a little bit. Maybe I should say stubble's coming back. I was going to say scruffle. The strip is back. The strip is back. Um, okay, another thing I want to tell you really quickly is that May 12th, I'm doing a live show. I'm going to be a guest on a live show with Lynette Corolla. Her podcast is Crying for Crying Out Loud. And it's gonna be it's May 12th at Tin Horn Flats in Hollywood off Highland Avenue. 8 p.m. Doors open at 6. Free admission. There will be alcohol served. That's a Tuesday. It's an unfiltered take on relationships, sex, and life. And I love this woman. I friggin' adore Lynette. She is hilarious. Her podcast is great. She's awesome. And we're gonna have a blast. So I wanna see you there. I wanna meet you. Come say hi. Damn it. It would be awesome to see you. How are you, Anderson? It's been a while. Anything well, you need to tell me? You feel I... like you keep saying it's been a long time. I feel like I saw you just a minute you ago. You did see me a week ago, but I, I was You've in been Mexico. through a lot. So yeah, I've been, been through a lot time. since I've seen you. Customs, for example. Time zones. I get it. But yeah, it, I, not much has happened. It's been pretty much, you know, a couple of days, a week. Same old stuff. How's the took, quitting smoking I thing? I took the trash out. 
oh, I've not smoked more than, I've smoked seven cigarettes uh, in the last two weeks, since April 1st. Okay, that's which great. Which is pretty goddamn good, that's, considering I was smoking 20 to 25 wow. a day, you know For what I mean? For the last 20 some odd years. Yeah, since I was 12. Okay, yeah, so I don't want to get time. into numbers here, but... <laughs> But the guys over at Craft Vapory, uh, who you had on your show, I love them. Uh, they hooked me up. They're sponsoring me both. Uh, they're sponsoring your quitting, like Jenny. They're Craig. sponsoring me two different ways. Like they're like I can call them whenever I like I'm having a breakdown. Usually it's like four really? in the morning. Really, is it like a hotline? Oh, I, I want to smoke. Yeah, I can call Josh. He's one of the guys over there. But they hooked me up with everything. They give me everything I need, and they're hooking up uh, my listeners. Anyone who listens to this or the Film Vault or the After Disaster, much like you do with your little promos, which is podcast. Yeah. Um, you just go to craftvapory.com, uh, and they have the best, widest selection of different juices they call them juices the uh not the analog cigarette i'm off of analog it's what they call actually smoking cigarettes right. analog go digital and they have so many great flavors yeah they're like curators right like connoisseurs like yeah, they send you what you want they got tons of stuff so you go there and uh when you if you do get something uh, you just type make sure you type in my name anderson and you get 20 percent off oh my god that's perfect well i'm proud of you because i know it's been a struggle it's tough but you know what the, the this vaping is is making it so much easier and there's a lot of naysayers and they're starting to be like commercials now just like the anti-cigarette commercials right, I'm like seeing secondhand those. vapor ah, smoke they're so annoying yes because yeah, there's no that? studies and I've done a ton of research even talked to Dr. Drew about it and there are a couple co- chemicals that might be in question they're not even sure yet they might be in question and most of the stuff that Craft Vapory has is that chemical free they're making sure that right. that's not in their stuff so you stuff. get the good ones and if you have any concerns call them up make sure that, that those chemicals so aren't in there so much better than smoking so I'm really I can tell you every morning I wake up I feel way better than I did <sighs> yeah. Cool? yeah good for you well, you look good. Thanks, yeah. Um Okay, let's get into some sex in the news. Let's do it. All right. Science proves listening to sexy music does get people in the mood. We all know that music has the ability to change our mood. Listening to Taylor Swift's sweet, upbeat, li- upbeat lyrics makes you want to jump around the room and hug your enemies. What? <laughs> okay. Or Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On actually makes you want to get it on. So surprisingly, this is a really interesting, intricate study, so I'm not going to read it all to you. But surprisingly, there's been a ton of research on the psychological effects of sexy song lyrics. And even more surprisingly, those lyrics do a whole lot more than get you in the mood. So you're more likely to give your number out to strangers. And when we say, when like, by strangers, they don't mean that you're going to start, like, handing out your number to any... But like people you just met at a bar. Right, exactly. Or a dance club. But this shows that this experiment involved 18 to 20-year-old male and females. The women were divided into two groups. One listened to romantic music, the other to neutral music. The guys were supposedly administering a market survey, would ask for their numbers during the break. Those who listened to the romantic songs were far more willing to share it. So, I don't know what that means. It means that sexy music made them more likely to share it. But the next one is, you focus more on people's looks and ignore their personalities, they say. When you're listening to romantic music. When you're listening to romantic music. So, that's another study. Ah, makes that it shallow. That says, what? It makes, makes it more shallow. shallow. Yeah, great. So, it says, they judged profiles when they were dating online in terms of the person's physical appeal rather than, you know, their wholesome characteristics like reliability, honesty, trustworthiness. And then also you might feel anger at the opposite sex. So if it was, if there were sexually aggressive song lyrics, the researchers who were guys, they gave more, they were like serving food to the women and they doled out more chili sauce to the women. So they would like, their mouth would be on fire because they were angry. And then, um, what was the other one? I don't know. You have more elation and well-being. So it's, what's this one? Okay. So your favorite songs. 
whatever. The thing is, is that it hits the same pleasure centers in your brain like dopamine, like when you're happy, neurological researchers found. So everything's more pleasurable. And even when you're anticipating one of your favorite songs, your dopamine, you're happy, whatever. So listen to some sexy music. And I actually like, I like listening to music during sex, but I'm never the one that instigates because like I need a speaker and I need some good new music. But I looked up like the top 10 songs like from sex playlists from Spotify and I don't know a lot of them to be honest Shocking. I know Magic Coldplay uh, that's got another idea Adore You Miley Cyrus Just Give Me a Reason Pink Mirrors Justin Timberlake watch yeah I, I know less about music than you do probably, okay, good. So, especially modern music All of Me John Legend whatever I think that um, I like music during sex can I tell you why because I will tell you I don't have to ask for permission is because why? I feel that one of the things that, about sex, why a lot of, particularly women, might have a hard time getting in the mood or being focused or have orgasm is because we get distracted. So you hear a noise, you're looking at the clock, you're thinking about things, but music can really transport you in the moment. Helps like you keep track else. of time, too. What do you mean? Like, oh, four songs have gone by. It's 20 minutes. Not bad. No, who's thinking that's the problem? Me. You're not thinking that. I do, yeah. During sex, you're thinking that? Oh, yeah. A lot of guys would. Not bad. 20, that's, that's five songs, maybe three, four minutes a song. I hope you're in Not the moment bad. and you're just wanting to bang. No, guys are definitely keeping track of stuff like that. M. Why? Because you don't want the sex to last as long? Well, no. If you have problems with premature and like, you know, you, you go too quick oh. or you're not doing enough for her and then, you, you know, I'm talking about my younger years. Right, of course. So now now you would just be in the moment. Junior high. Yeah, I, I pay attention to how many Depeche Mode songs played. But no, here, here's an idea. It's a pain in the ass already getting the condom on, getting the condom out, opening it up. Uh, and then to add a step of like, hold on, let me go find my playlist and plug Put it in. Put it on when you walk in the house. You know yeah. the, those greeting cards? You open them up, music? Yeah, but they're like, ah, they weren't that. Yeah, wah, you, wah. Could, you could have some sexy music when you open the condom. And it just, it plays music out of the wrapper. Yeah, don't think so. You oh, know? a condom that plays music. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, be cheesy music. I don't know. Fine. No, but I like your ideas. I like that you're always coming up with creative ways to... um talk about things okay listen i love this you always come up with like new condom ideas and sex ideas not that i because i never think about this stuff unless i'm sitting here with you okay you're always taking me down roads that my mind never dark dark roads no they're happy sexual roads good i'm glad i hope it makes you want to go home and bang your wife not till may masturbation month right what's your goal for masturbation month uh you can think about uh, it yeah i don't know We'll get back to that. Okay, so the 10 least attractive phases used in online dating. I love this study because, first of all, who isn't dating online these days? No longer a stigma. People aren't all tripped up about it, and it's almost like the go-to thing to do, right? It is the go-to thing. Yeah. And you can remember when it was really taboo and like, oh, my God, you met him where? How? Exactly. I mean, I went to a friend's wedding. I mean, maybe it was about 10 years ago now, but she... I knew they met online, and they didn't tell anybody. The parents, like, she told me before the wedding, like, don't mention it, don't mention it. And now it would be a whole thing. Like, oh, my God, we met online. It's just funny how it's changed. So I think that's great. Nothing wrong with online dating. And um, I've actually been thinking of, of revisiting it. Not that I have d- did that much. I did that Tinder date. Never did anything. On the show, else. yeah. Oh, my God, I ran into that guy. Dude, shut up. My blind Tinder date? Yeah. And? It was the strangest thing. Was he on a date? I know this is off topic a little bit, but uh, <laughs> no, I get my hair cut by this girl in Hollywood, right? It's a friend of mine from like way back when, and I actually go to her house, and she has a couple of chairs in there, but it's like one of those bougie like uh, Hollywood, she lives in where she works. Right. And uh, there's this guy, and he's sitting there, and he's talking to his hairstylist, because there's two hairstylists in there. And I'm like, I know, I know this guy. And then he comes up, he's like, hey, how do I know you, dude? And he's asking me all these questions. And then I'm like, I work on Loveline. He's like, oh, 
I, I had that date with Emily. What's no up? Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad. His name was Chad. Chad, yeah. Did did he say anything about me? He was really bummed that you never called him back. He didn't say that. Yeah, I swear to God he did. He's like, Yeah, I thought it went pretty well, but she never called me back. I don't know what the problem was. We went on a second date and I didn't kiss him and then mm-hmm. Yeah, it was over. Yeah. He was sweet. He was bummed. I wasn't into him. Didn't want to bang him. Okay, so online dating, back to online dating. But he was great. He was a great Tinder date. He was a great live Tinder date. Couldn't have asked for a better. He was fantastic. He was very forthcoming. He was good on mic. You guys could check that. uh, It's a Tinder show on iTunes. Is that what it's titled, Tinder? I don't know. I think it was probably probably titled that. Maybe it was. Tinder dating, Emily's live Tinder date. We've got like 200 shows up there now. Okay, so no one is claiming that penning an online dating profile is easy. It's tough. It's like writing your own obituary, except in this case, you're trying to convince a woman to go on a date with your dead carcass. What? Who wrote know. this? I don't know. Okay. What creepy fuck wrote it's this? It's like writing your own obituary, because in this case, you're trying to, I don't know. That's not even good writing. But let me tell you the best part of it. It tells you the 10 things, statements that you are not supposed to say. Where'd you find this study? Oh, um, the dating website on mutualterms.com was curious about how the things people say in their profiles were screwing up their chances at finding a match. So they analyzed the least popular profiles and then scrutinized what these profiles had in common. So they dissected them and they wanted to find out basically their thesis. What dumb shit are these people saying that's keeping them dateless? Ready? Here are the phrases that people use the most that are keeping them from getting dates. This is pretty scientific here. And I agree with all of them. What are, is there like a top five? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I'm over the bar scene. Is that okay? bad? Yeah, it's a, that says like I'm kind of slutty and hook up with random people and I'm probably an alcoholic is what I think it says. Like, But she's over it. Or, or he's, he's over, over it. it. Yeah. yeah, like I used to be, like I go, there, but, he, but they're really okay. not. All right, that's... They're just trying to say it, but I don't believe them. Okay, I'm too busy to meet someone. Okay, then you're too busy to date me. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay, I can't, but be- this is the worst, because this is one I thought has been ruled out years ago. I can't believe I'm online dating. You know not to say that anymore, yeah. because no one can believe it. We all do it now. And now you're judging the other okay, people that are on there, That's too. the worst. Yeah, you're judging me, because you can't believe I'm online dating. And With actually, I, kn- I have yeah. a friend who dates on Tinder all the time, and he's like, yeah, but I, I can't take any of them seriously, if I, even if he likes them, because he's like, well, I met him on Tinder. I'm like, dude, you're on Tinder, getting blowjobs on Tinder. Why can't you take him seriously? So it's this hypocritical thing, and no one can believe they're dating because it's saying, like, you can't believe it, and you're disrespecting me. I'm tired of the games. Mm. That's not our line. Okay, that says you're just still a game player. That's number two? I don't know, it's number four. Whatever, I've gone through, like, four, I'm talking faster. Okay, yeah. Okay, how about this? I like moonlit walks on the beach. No, no, that's that. That could be real. People don't actually write that. Yeah, they do. You like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Well, that song. Yeah, yeah, it's a cheesy. Great song. great song. Okay, here's this. I live life to the fullest. Oh, Jesus! One quarter of a mile at a time, man. That's right. from Fast and Furious. Okay. Terrible, okay. terrible. Line. That says that they don't do anything. They're home playing video games. To me, like, no, if it, you it just says say... that they don't have one ounce of creativity or know who they are, and they're just like a, a composite of everyone around them because they have no original fucking thoughts in their head. Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna Okay, ready? Mad. Here's this one. I want to be swept off my feet. Now you know that women say this, not men. And I'm telling you, that just says that you are super high maintenance. And yeah. I want you to send me like your bank statement before our first date or something. Kinda, yeah. I want to be swept off but my feet. But I bet feet. it works. But that, I bet you guys are like, hey, I can sweep you off your feet. I got a bank account. I got a fat wallet. I'll sweep you right up. I don't know. I think that just says you're high maintenance. Like, who does it? Like, I, I don't want to be swept off my feet. But like, the, you know what? When you get swept off your feet, those are the ones that don't even last because it's all BS. It's not like really getting to know a person. Here's another one I work hard and I play hard. 
I just think these people yeah, play that's, that's again, harder than they work. That's probably. another just taking what they've heard a thousand times. And so that's just, it. So they cringe. I would think like the worst would be like uh, like my clan meetings got moved to the morning. I have nights free now. That would probably be the worst. Dude, these are the most common ones that people say, and these okay. are the least successful. No, do you understand? They analyze the least successful daters who got the least hits, the least and released responses, and these are the common statements that they all had. And these are so cliche. Honestly. Any one of those things for me, and I'm, I'm pretty tough, and I think you might be too, but if I see any one of those things that you just read off, I'm not- You're out. Eh, but unless she's really hot. <sighs> You're right. You know Fuck. what? Can I just tell you something? That that statement, unless she's really hot, mm. trumps it almost sucks. every scenario. I hate it. Em, I like, hate it. She's a drug addict who, you know, I found like sleeping on the street who was flashing her breast naked and she slept with six of my friends, but she's really hot. I got this thing. Where Every woman gets like a get out of free car, jail free card. If people really aren't hot. using their blinkers, and I don't know if it's getting worse or I'm getting older and noticing it, but it's like an epidemic, especially here in Southern California. People just don't use their blinkers, and you're trying to like turn right or something, and there's somebody coming down the street, and then they turn right in front of you, and you could have gone, but they didn't put on their fucking blinker. Right. And I get furious. But then, I'll, like, as they get closer, if they don't have their blinker on, like, I'm flipping people off now, and they don't even know why. Right. But then I, they get closer, and it's like, if it's a hot girl, which often it is, I'm like, oh, free pass. Really easy. But I hate myself when I do it. But like, you, I, you the anger, the, the anger just goes away as soon as I see that it's an attractive girl. I get way less angry. Because what? Really? Yeah. Because she's just hot, and you're like, hey. Yeah, like, oh, she's hot. You're okay. Go ahead. It's, see what it, I'm saying? It's embarrassing. Hot and I chicks hate, get I such a get out of jail free it card. It sucks. I don't know. I kind of like it, but um, <laughs> but it's it's not ideal. I mean, I get why it's. You use it's your blinker. Nice. Blink it. Use it. You know what? I, I'm not the best I bet driver. You don't. I'm the yeah, wrong would, person to ask about that. I would think that. you don't. Your car's, car's in the shop right, right now. now. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> my car's been in the shop. But they're painting the whole thing. It's taken three weeks. It wasn't my fault, the accident exactly. Okay, I just got back from Israel. I was jet lagged. Not my fault. Okay, let's get into the emails from the Sounds people. Sounds like it was your fault. You're it, absolutely it like, the driver at fault though, right? I was at fault. Yes. But they closed but out Hollywood really Boulevard. Uh-huh. Because... What <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. I just want to drive her. In my next life. Okay. I'm going to get into your emails here. Right after. I live. Oh. Right after a word from our amazing sponsors. Like Promescent. Promescent helps you last longer in bed. That's four, it. Four songs worth. What? Like at least four songs worth. At least four songs worth. Yeah. If you. That's a great way to measure it. If you now last two songs, you'll last four songs. Promescent can be bed. four. And not like the stri- strip club type songs, which no. only last like. 30 seconds. Right. That's a ripoff. No, like a real love song. Sexy, sexy song. Okay, because Promescent is all about, they close the arousal gap, the orgasm gap. So, if you've had sex, you probably know that women sometimes takes a little bit longer to get to orgasm, to reach orgasm. Men, a little quicker. So, there's a gap. Sometimes you might even last three minutes or six minutes, but you want to last 12. Promescent is a quickly absorbing delay spray that you can use on your penis. She doesn't have to know that you're using it. You wait 10 minutes, you have sex, and you will last longer in bed. That's Promescent. Check it out. P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Change your life. Listen to more music. Have a nice life. Have a good time. Okay, back to emails. Thank you, everyone. I love hearing from you. Uh, Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. You can also, just on a side note, because sometimes I forget to mention this, it would mean so much to me because at the end of the show, we're rushing. If you followed me on Twitter, 
which is Sex with Emily, because I give good tweets. I got to say, it's informative. Sometimes people like to learn by reading. They waste their time on Twitter, waste their time on my tweets. And also, Facebook.com slash Sex with Emily, our page is off the charts. Um, we have like 300,000 likes. I was going to ask you how many likes you have. It's, A lot of it's likes. ridiculous. Because people really like it because it's actually funny and entertaining. And then also, Instagram, Sex with Emily. Do it, bands, if you love me. Okay, Emily. I really appreciate what you're doing. I love listening to your podcast and getting new information in as much as I can. I admit you've really helped me a lot. From your insight to your personal guests, this is some really good stuff you have and really effective. My question is, how do women feel about uncircumcised men? I'm a 27-year-old male who have never had problems receiving oral, vaginal, or any type of sex at all. I'm very well-kept handsome, well-dressed, with good hygienic habits. Now that I'm older and more aware, I can't help but wonder what women may think about an uncircumcised penis. Do they want to give less oral, or is it all about the same? Whatever it is, I'd love to hear your cover. I'd love to hear you cover this topic. I'll be patiently waiting on your amazing feedback. Thanks for your time, Mr. Man. Dude, you call yourself Mr. Man. You're totally fine. Uh, Mr. Man, I'm so glad you enjoyed the show, though, and that it's helped you. Um, that makes me feel good. So thank you for letting me know. And uh, here's the thing about foreskin. Unfortunately, you can't warn them ahead of time, right? There's no like, hey, you know, sending texts like BTW packing some foreskin, you know, like there's no way to like warn them before she actually sees it because it's kind of awkward. Have you ever had like a surprise moment where you're like, Yeah, oh. I mean, whenever I've come across uncircumcised penises, which is a few, maybe two or three, it's always like, oh, okay. But it's not like- What's sh- your initial response though, honestly? Well, the first time it happened, I was with a British guy, and it was my early 20s, like same trip, backpacking when I took my, my top off. Yeah, top you were off. just going crazy. <laughs> I was going crazy, and I slept with this guy, but he used a condom. So I saw it, and I was like, oh, interesting. I've never, you know, but I couldn't feel any different. It didn't like freak me out. I don't think I gave him a blowjob. Right you didn't anything. handle it much. I didn't handle it. No. Exactly. And I was like, interesting, it, but it doesn't like uh, nothing. I mean, honestly, I got, I got to be honest that most women out there, uh, who might even be intimidated or have a look on their face like deer in the headlights is probably because it's just unfamiliar to them, but not because they think it's gross or weird. They just are like, oh, it's my first, this is my first rodeo. This is my first uncircumcised rodeo. So, you know, if, the, if it comes up a conversation, you could give them a heads up um, so they're not surprised, but I'm not sure how this happens in real life. So here's the thing. It sounds like you have the whole package there, Mr. Man. Oh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of innuendos going on. I don't even mean it. Chances are women who are interested in you are not going to run in fear when they unzip your pants. However, they might need a little, like, debriefing on the topic. Are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> no, um, are you? I mean, you can be honest with me. It just comes to me. Comes oh, to my you. God. That was... <laughs> Dude, this happens all the time to me. Can't have it. Okay. If you're not trying to pleasure it or how to accommodate the extra skin... That you're packing. That was on purpose. If you suspect that she's taken aback, you just might want to say something. Like, show her how you'd like to be touched. Because there are some women, we were pleasers. You know, tell her you'd like to have the skin pulled back. You know, like curtains. That's kind of how you do it. You pull it back and you give them a blowjob. You pull it down. Um, or tell them that more gently. Like, however you like it. And take this opportunity to teach them how to pleasure it. But in my experience, penis, having sex with an uncircumcised penis or not, and I've had it without the condom in later years, not different. No, not different. Like, I think it's fine. Like, sex-wise, the same, and it adds a little extra girth. So, hey, good for you, Mr. Man. Research shows enhances female enjoyment during sex. Hey. So make sure you're clean, which you are. Uh, Tell her, yeah, pull the skin back. Sounds like you're doing fine, so keep doing what you do. But I'm glad that you asked, but I really don't think, if the only reason, again, a woman looks dead is because she doesn't know. Yeah, 
Go ahead. And if if you know you're hitting off with the girl and you know things are, conversation is a little bit loose, you might be able to say, "Hey, have you ever dealt with uh, you know, you can just throw it out there." Right. If you're with a woman that like you're comfortable just, with and you haven't had sex yet. Yeah, just throw it out there and be ambiguous about it. Like, hey, have you ever, I don't, it might be tough. Depends on the relationship. It's kind of tough, right. But if you guys are having like, you know, a couple drinks and then things are going well and you guys are joking back and forth and sex comes up somehow, maybe sex with Emily. Oh, you listen right. to sex with Emily? So do I. Uh, have you ever dealt with an uncircumcised penis? You know, something like that. Yeah, you could totally or do that. Or make like a joke about how it's knowing that uncircumcised penises uh, are more sensitive. Peni or more, yeah. Yeah, maybe he starts rubbing your pants at the bar, giving you an erection, but well, like, wait to see this one. Now you're getting oh, a little nutty. Oh, yeah. Okay. But also, and here's- He could drop it. Drop it? Drop a load. Yeah, he, he could drop it. could drop a load. He could drop a load. Sorry. M's. But here's the good news. If she does like look at it and she's a little bit concerned, and you're one of those guys that wants to be with a girl who hasn't been with everybody, chances are she hasn't had that much experience if she's really surprised right. by your uncut penis. Surprise, not grossed out. Like- you know what right. I mean? Surprise, not like, oh, eight yeah, inches. I've seen a dozen of these. Just and you're like, like, oh you're no, how do I anyways, please yeah. it? Right. And so be like, hey, babe, take her hand and be like, here's what I like. It's all good. Yeah. You're good. But thanks for asking. It's a great question because there are some, most of the world is uncircumcised. So weird. So weird. Okay. Dear Emily, I'm a 23 year old straight male from Ohio. I've been dating a girl for about eight months now and things have been going pretty well, except for the sex. We have sex about three times a week, which is great, but we don't communicate about it at all. We typically do the same thing almost every time. She gets off, then I get off, and we're done. It's not much more exciting than that. My real issue is not communicating, though. And I know from listening to your show that communication is so important. Anytime I even bring up anything sexual, whether it's a joke or asking if we can try something new, she shuts it down and gets upset. I don't know how to get her to be more open. We constantly fight because she says she hates talking about sex, doesn't see the point. Is there any advice you can give me? How do I get her to talk to me? Love your show. Thank you, Chen. Okay, Chen. Tough situation because successful communication about anything, including sex, does require two people. So it's not unusual that your girlfriend is uncomfortable. How old are you here? Talking about sex. He's 23-year-old. Okay. Oh, first of all, back up. When you email me, tell me where you're from, where you live, how old you are, how you listen. Or just where you live and your age. Okay, so... It requires two people. It's not unusual that women of your age, at that age, they might be uncomfortable. They've never talked about it. Um, she says she doesn't see the point. So it might help to explain to her how important it is. And you could say, I think it's important because I know sex is something that can be so enjoyable. Wonder what else we can do that would be just as fun as the sex we're having. She gets angry about it. Say something like, I love our sex life. So hot. And I often think, what else could, could I do to please you? You know, make it about her. You know, I think it'd be so sexy to see you with a blindfold on or to have you climb on top of me so I can watch your amazing body. You know, something like that's suggestive because she needs to know that you're enjoying the sex and are satisfied. Because if she's thinking you want to talk about sex, the first thing she might hear is like, you're not into her, something's going on, she's doing something wrong, giving a bad blowjob. So you want to discuss the sex so you can make the intimacy better for both of you and you can let her know that. Um, it could also help if you just ask her, what does she think about your sex life? What would she do? She, what would she do differently? But it sounds like she's not really open to that. Remember, don't be pushy or argumentative. But one more thing I have to say to you is, Chen, you said you bring it up as a joke. And I know that for women, when you bring up sex as a joke, sex isn't a funny joke when your partner brings it up. It's not funny because all women here, like I just said, are, you don't like your sex life. You think I'm fat. I don't please you. You want to be with someone else. Da, da, da. So if I'm assuming your jokes are like, well, are we going to get it on tonight? It's been three days. Or, hey, are we going to – whatever your joke is, like women just 
you know when guys joke about like is tonight gonna be the night or do I get a blowjob? We just like want to. We want to like the the last thing we want to do is have sex with you. Sex is never funny. Well, it can't. You can. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying don't joke about it when you're really trying to communicate about it because we know that jokey can be serious and. It's but not working for poor you. Chen is uncomfortable, obviously. I know. That's what I'm saying. So stop the joking. Bring up the topic in a neutral setting, not near the bedroom. Like when you're on a road trip, having breakfast, lazy Saturday afternoon. So she doesn't feel threatened like she's doing something wrong. And if all else fails, ask her to listen to Sex with Emily with you. I mean, not this episode. Well, that's going to be a tough sale. When not she's this like, episode. I hate but sex maybe talk. Hearing... Want to listen to sex but with one Emily? of this, But maybe one of the episodes where he said he heard me talking about, which I always do on every show, communication might be interesting. A lot of couples listen to my show together. I'm like the third party in the room, like the mediator. So do that. Okay, virgin advice. Emily, first of all, I want to say thank you for always delivering entertaining and insightful segments. Insightful segments. I've learned so much. I know you're best at giving advice on everyone's sex life, but today I'd like your advice on my sexless life. I've just turned 25. I'm still a virgin. I haven't been waiting. I haven't been waiting for a certain someone or holding out. It just hasn't happened. I can be very shy and self-conscious and have always struggled with my weight, which are all playing a part in my non-existent sex life. I don't want to show my thirst or desperation, but the virgin title has been hanging over my head like a dark cloud. I'm afraid my life will become the humorous version, humorless version of the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Do you have any tips for putting myself out there? And once I do decide to have sex, do I tell my partner? I don't want them to think it means more than it actually does. Your frustrated friend, 25 and sexless female. P.S. I'm from Ba. Uh, forget it. Okay. What? She's saying she, where she's from, but she wants to remain anonymous. So it was, and it was a very specific place. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. Okay, so here's the thing. It doesn't matter what age you are, sexless. Don't rush into losing your virginity just because you're worried about becoming like some weird cautionary tale. Because you're only 25. There's plenty of time. I do believe that it's important to wait till you're ready. Some people might disagree with me. that You know what? Just go out and do it. Whatever. But I think especially for women. Okay. The first time is never that amazing. I think that many people can will agree with me. Right? Men and women. First time. Not yeah, amazing. But at least kind of try to make it someone that you, have a, that you trust and that you have a connection with. Okay? If you're a girl especially. Yeah. Especially if you're a girl. Overall, it can be comfortable and a slightly awkward experience at the beginning, but again, someone you're comfortable with. And the thing that stands out to me the most, though, sexless, is that is your body image issues, which is very common among men and women, and they keep you from having sex. Women just, they worry about it, they're thinking about it, and it's just going to be this, like, vicious cycle. So I want to say work on, you know, I'm going to say this, and it's hard to say, but you got to work on feeling better about your body. And again, I know it's easier said than done. So what if you, I mean, this is, sometimes I just want to be like, just exercise, just eat healthy. But if you just start to move your body, and it's not something daunting, like you got to join a gym, you got to start taking spinning classes, but like 10 minutes a day, you go for a walk. You do something outside, you move your body, you start to understand like how it feels to move and to exercise. You might find yourself that you're walking for 20 minutes. Join a gym with a friend. It keeps you accountable. Like, or go walking with someone, a friend. And this will help you feel better about your body image because you'll start to, like, feel more in shape. And, um, you know, you'll be more open to sex. Now, there it could be a lot of underlying issues. People have body image. Maybe there's eating disorders. That takes some more serious therapy. Um, but I just want to say that there's ways to work on it. If you're concerned about being too shy to meet men, online dating. Love it. Don't use any of those terms. Don't say that you want to be set off your feet. But there's a little less perceived risk for people who are shy. Because online dating, you can kind of play around. You can talk with a lot of people. 
And um, there's apps like, okay, Cupid, Coffee Meets Bagel, Hinge, Tinder. Tinder. This is a Tinder case. Once you get to know someone, you know, you want to be intimate with, let you know, I would let them know. But I, because she asked also, do I let them know? No, you don't let them know your dating profile. You don't let them know on the first, second, third date. You let them know when it's about to get intimate, like before you have sex. I'd say maybe that night or, you know, I don't think it's like you need to send out like three days before. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I think you have to be chill about it too. Because it's not like you are saying to him, you know, hey, it's a really big deal. Because the right guy, first of all, will be understanding and patient. But let him know it hasn't happened. You haven't been inspired yet. And you're ready. You know, don't make it this whole weighty thing. Da, da. But if you make it nice, loose and light and happy, he'll be the same way. So, again, respect yourself. Make sure it's on your own terms. Anything to add to that? Good advice. That's good. Thank you. I think okay. she set a goal. I don't know how heavy she is. But, like, you know, once she like, drops 10, then she puts up a profile on right. one of these sites. Exactly. Who's 10? Like, do something. And, again, I've even found with my own life, like, everything that I do, meditation or exercise or even work, I need a partner. Like, I need someone that holds me accountable. My assistant holds me accountable. Right. Or some people can hold themselves accountable. Though. I can't. So, like, if you can, if you're one of those people, sexless. Uh, and not a sponsor by any means, but, like, the Fitbit helps you keep track Love of all your Fitbit. stuff. And then you can go farther every day and uh, keep track of what you're putting in your body as well as, like, the calories right. that you're putting out. And uh, it'll... I have to say the Fitbit inspired me to exercise more. I have it. I'm, I have why I lost it. But I have the app. So I actually, like, even when I was in Mexico, I was like, I want to do 10,000 steps. I just kept walking. Like, you, it get, it's weird. It's like you're competitive with yourself. That is a great accountability thing. And it's a free app you can download. And then don't let yourself actually go on one of these websites until you've hit a goal that yeah, you've attained and then exactly. you're gonna have more confidence when you put up your profile and you're gonna be it's ready great, great ready to give it up exactly give it up baby and then let me know how it goes okay hey emily uh you have time yeah, you got five okay i want to say thank you all your advice has paid off my confidence with men sex and how i take control of my sexual experiences has changed me for the better i just started seeing this great amazing really nice guy however he lacks confidence in bed this is because his past partners were not adventurous. So I surprised him the other night. I took him out for drinks and then walked around until I found the right place where I stopped and I told him this is where we're having sex tonight. It was in a beach hut, hidden and dark, but still very much in the public. He loved it. Keep saying that he wants to do something like that again. I really want to as well, but stuck on ideas that are like dirty, sleazy, boring, something that teenagers, teenagers, teenagers would do. We've spoken about a few places, but I really want to surprise him again. He loved it and had no idea. Thanks for reading, Amanda. Okay, Amanda, good for you. Awesome. You hit the two indicators of hot sex for many people. Spontaneity, huge for sex. And also outdoor sex. So you were spontaneous and you had sex outdoors. Those are very adventurous. Those are great things. And a lot of people say their best sex was spontaneous. Okay, so sex in outdoor places can be very sexy. The thrill of getting caught. It can also be illegal. You want to be careful. So here's some other adventurous ideas. You can have sex in the outdoors while camping. That's kind of a safer place to do it, not as cheesy. You're like in a bar or something. Except for the bears. Watch out for the bears. Do it in the tent. Um, it's summer. There's lots of country fairs around. You can get on the Ferris wheel. Join some sneaky what? sex in the Ferris wheel. Better be pretty slow or he better be pretty quick. I don't know. Something like that. Or you could like give him a blowjob. Uh, dressing room at a retail place during its slow time when they don't have cameras. That's good stuff. Right? Plus, because the slots, you can uh, see out a little bit. Like totally You can see hot. people's legs, but they can't see in exactly. at all. So it's like, oh my God, there's someone right there. Totally perfect. Um, utility closets. Often neglected. Next time you're at the mall together, you can duck in, get busy along, among the brooms. Cleaning solutions. And you can clean up pretty easy in there Totally. Too. So uh, that's what I would say. Do that. Do that now. 
do one of those things. I love that she did this. See what I mean? People listen to this. Spontaneous sex. Wasn't so crazy. She didn't have to go and buy anything new. She just dragged him and had sex with him. And we all, it's like the spontaneous blowjob that every guy wants. Or a woman wants her guy to go down in him for an hour. An hour? Half hour. Do something. Strain Undress me slowly. Tongue. I don't know what I would, what, what I want a guy to do. Yeah, what would you want? What would be spontaneous for me? I don't know. I guess taking me away for a night to a hotel or something. That's it. Hotel sex. And you're is so, so tame. Hot. You're so tame. Okay, what would you have to do? I mean, throw me against the throw me against the bed, tie me up. Friggin' pour a massage candle over my body and blindfold <laughs> me. <laughs> How's that? Sounds good. Rip off my clothes. Okay, Anderson, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So Anna. good to hear be with you. And also, everyone, here's the thing. We need interns. We love interns. Follow me, uh, email me, feedback at sexwithelmy.com. If you'd like to be our intern, we're looking for social media, marketing, production, video, editing, you get great experience, and you get free sex toys. Uh, also, newsletter. Sign up for it on our website, sexwithemily.com. And I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Um, email me. Was it good for you? Feedback at sex. What do I say again? Oh, my God. I've done this for 10 years. Thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. You had to go back. You had to go back like it was uh, the alphabet. I know. And say it again. I've said it 8,000 times. Um, okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. And one more thing I got to tell you. I got to talk to you about the fleshlight. It's the number one sex toy for men. And it's probably the only one that you want or need because it was just so funny because even in Mexico, Anderson, I was explaining to my friends what a flashlight was and they were like blown away. Wait, they you all hang out one. with people who don't know what a flashlight is? Well, they've is. heard of it. They never really seen it. I was explaining to them it was like patented material created by NASA. They're like, what else was NASA creating it for? Like, I don't freaking know. All I know is that guys are like, holy moly, this is the best thing I've ever felt it besides makes the vagina. that NASA would create because those the astronauts are in space for a long time. Right. A long time. Exactly. But I think but what they were saying is they probably were creating it for something else. Maybe it was like a suit. No, it was to beat off with. It was to beat off with. Why not? I mean, you guys got your hand. Masturbation's coming up. And I'm saying, like, the thing about masturbation month is taking your sex life to the next level. So if you always use your hand, why not try the flashlight and, and feel some extra, some different experiences? Or if you're a chick, buy it for your partner. And if he has a penis and um, if you're straight and... You know, it's a great gift. You can masturbate them with it. Little lube. It sounds great. You know, it feels good. The Fleshlight Stamina Training Unit helps you practice lasting longer and you become a better lover. And you'll experience some of the most mind-blowing orgasms of your life. So check it out. Um, go to sexwithemily.com. Click on the Fleshlight banner. Use code EMILY. And because they love you and I love you, they're throwing in some some lube. Flesh lube. Their lube is award-winning. So again, sexwithemily.com. Click on the flashlight banner. Code Emily. That's so easy. Get some lube. Check out the flashlight. Thanks for listening.